0: Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast, with Randy Rocket Cody.
1: Alright,
2: it's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast, with me, Randy Rocket Cody, of the TheMetalDen.com it is september 5th 2021 sunday hope everyone's doing good and getting uh getting some partying going here for the labor day uh holiday that's going to be happening people will be able to uh take that extra day off on monday hope everyone's spending time with friends and family and having a good time out there there's a lot of ground to cover in this podcast tonight uh, a lot of stuff we'll be talking about some great tunes we we'll jam in Hopefully having having a good time together and, uh, and Just enjoying heavy metal like I do. I mean, this is something that I've been into since I was a, a youngster and I mean we're talking going back to the early 80s. I first started going to heavy metal concerts in Los Angeles one of the first bands that I did go see uh, was Motley Crue and shout the devil and that was just mind-blowing one of those all-time great rock concert events you know that I've, I've ever experienced and so tonight is going to be uh, dedicated to Motley Crue who have <clears throat> certainly the most loyal and uh, I mean hardcore fan base still after all these years uh, I've, you know, gotten to know and talk to some of y'all that uh, Are fans of Motley Crue online on Facebook and Twitter whatnot. I have uh, a lot of the different heavy metal Groups and different news groups that I'll be I can use as distribution when I put up any press releases from the metal den uh, site uh, that you know that I want to get out to whatever specific you know I've got death metal groups I've got glam metal you know I've got one specifically for motley crew um, anyways these different groups groups that are dedicated the 80s you know so anything that pertains to motley crew like that that would be that where that distribution goes and uh, in the most recent weeks we've been seeing a lot of different uh, you know articles coming out on Vince Neil and his live performances he's been going around performing uh with his solo band and i want to put it out there i want people to know that the solo band is is pretty dang good you know i mean it's not it's not chopped liver you know they they've got definitely got it going on there um the problem is with vince this is where the critics are having an issue and that is you know a lot of people go on and on about his weight issue and you know of course I'm I'm infamous for for poking and, and making fun of that uh, quite often but what we've got to realize is Vince Neal his voice is shot at this moment so that's uh, the the people that I'm talking to online about this the most uh, in terms of getting down to the uh, you know, just, just to the fundamentals of, of music, Vince is just not there where he was even in 2009. I've looked at some stuff on YouTube, some of his past concerts uh, going back 2009. And he's, he's nowhere near where he was in 2009. The last time I saw Motley Crue live, okay, now remember I saw them in 1983 at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium. And that was uh, shout the devil, like I said. And then I saw many other times after that. In between, I saw uh, Doctor Feelgood and Girls, Girls, Girls. Just have some funny stories with those ones. Saw those at the Forum in Los Angeles, Inglewood, I should say. Uh, then I, the last, the very last time I can say I saw them was in uh, around 2000. Tommy Lee was not in the band. They had the whole drummer was 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 sitting in with the band when I saw them. At the, at the Universal Amphitheater, it's not a real big venue. I think maybe fits five thousand, if I'm if I'm right. But uh, Vince sounded amazing that night. I always remember that. I said I said to everybody I was there with. I said I could not believe how good Vince sounded here. You know, what I mean, this is t- this is two thousand. This is twenty one years ago. And so I, you know, when when I will give somebody their the, the the credit when it's due, I will give it to them. Okay, and I'm not the only guy that's coming down on Vince right now. There's a whole lot of people that are frankly are fed up with what they're seeing and what they're hearing, and so uh, that's what you know. We've got some new um, press releases up at the themetalden.com. You know, I'm always updating the site. Uh, it's going to be 17 years old uh, coming up uh, next February. Since I started on Facebook, uh, or I should say uh, MySpace, the original Facebook. Uh, MySpace was where I started the Metal Den site. Back in uh, 2005, right after Dimebag Darrell was killed on the stage, I started the site in his honor, and we're still going. I'm still going strong. I used to have a partner. I haven't had a partner now since what was it? 2000. I want to say 2011 or 12, somewhere around there. My partner and I split. Uh, Eddie Karam who helped me uh, get everything going, and I, so I had no idea how to run a website. When I started, I was just like any of you. I was just a heavy metal fan that. Was addicted to it and had been going to show since I was uh, young and had a definite passion for it. and I I Jammed and sang some as well uh, in some different bands in Los Angeles But um, you know always had nothing but the utmost respect for Motley Crue man, you know <clears throat> So to see them where where you know where they're at right now with the Vince Dilemma is, is, is Pretty uh, shocking so that's what we're gonna be talking about that's that's what we're going to be um, examining at my site with uh, all the different critical reviews that come in from the concerts that Vince is performing at right now. And he's performing a bunch of them. He's going to be performing at uh, Monsters on the Mountain uh, Festival uh, in September. He's, he's just performed at a bunch of different shows, the Vet Fest. And uh, I know he's, um, he's definitely keeping busy with, with get out, getting out to shows. But there's just a major problem is is he just does not seem to be there vocally, and so a lot of people are saying is that because of the weight, you know, and then there's some who are saying you know it's you know look at uh, opera singers, you know does as that you know they're heavy they're 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 what you would call obese, but they can still sing and hold hold the note and, and stay in key stay in pitch, so I do also want to um, Give a shout out to some of the few different people who uh, I've been chatting with on Facebook today Just great people, you know, it's one of the nice things where you can get on Line and in this crazy time that we're living in with all the you know Restrictions being put on us because of COVID-19 and all these concerts still being postponed and, and canceled and whatnot that we can just have a normal human Debate or or just discussion about something like this, and a lot of people have a very passionate opinion about Vince Neal. I get it, <clears throat> I understand it. You know, I'm not here to be Vince Neal's enemy. I think Vince Neal is his own worst enemy. <clears throat> I think that's what he's got to face. And so, you know, we all <clears throat> we all have to face ourselves and, and look ourselves in the mirror no matter what your paycheck is no matter how big you get paid in this world you still have to be able to look yourself in the mirror right are you doing are you doing your best are you giving it your all are you giving the people what they deserve you know which is whether it's quality service to be delivered to them or if it's if i don't care if you're a shoemaker and you make the best shoes you know you better not slip because if you slip people are going to start you're going to have an opinion and they're going to put it out there it's the same thing with a vocalist for a heavy metal band. It's no different. So Vince Neal and Motley Crue are the ones who brought this upon themselves when they came out of retirement. Remember the retirement that they were going to never come back? There is a contract put in place that it, it could it could never happen again. It would never happen again is what Nick, Nikki Six swore up and down that he would not Allow them to themselves to become a parody, of of their own, you know, of, the, of of the band, you know, just just becoming like cartoon characters, and 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 people aren't laughing. So that's what we have to look at. Is you know, a lot of people are concerned with Vince Neil's condition right now. I think it's it's a legit thing to uh, to examine, or I wouldn't waste my time on it. I think it's a pretty big story. I think the stories that just came out that uh, Nikki Six has demanded Vince Neal lose the weight or he'll be fired is very, very much how I how I would feel that Nikki Six would have acted all along. I mean, you gotta remember Nikki Six, he's the leader of the band. He's the one who started Motley Crue. So if there's anybody who's got the same who's who's, you know, people I've seen all the comments that, you know, screw Nikki Six and you know he's you know whatever he spit on me to show I think I saw someone say I don't know whatever your gripe is with Nikki look the bottom line is that Nikki Six created Motley Crue and so he has that uh say so in terms of if he wants to fire and replace Vince Neil guess what as long as he gets Mick and Tommy Lee to agree with him, right? And the majority rules in the situation. He's 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 out. It'll be just like how it was before. And guess who's waiting in the wings? John Karabi. <laughs> the uh, the only other single for singer for Motley Crue. The uh, not the original, of course. We know Vince is the original, but you know this guy is a badass. And people just continuously shit on him. You want to talk about all the years that I I have been following uh, Motley Crue. And, you know, when they, in, in around the mid-90s, when they changed and uh, got John Karabi in the band. I thought, this guy, first of all, has got balls. <laughs> this dude's got balls to join Motley Crue, man. That's the first thing I have to say, straight up. And then when I looked in deeper and looked at the dude and looked at what he was doing and listened to that album, and I still listen to that album, the Motley Crue album, since 1994, I want to say, 95, anywhere, whatever year it was. But it's in, in the 90s. And it was like a, a, a change for them. But really, they sounded heavy. They sounded very, very well polished uh, in terms of musicianship. And. Uh, You know, Tommy's drums sounded huge. Mick sounded killer on the guitar. Um, And this Karabi dude was badass. But, you know, he got buried. He got buried. A lot of of people buried him because in terms of uh, different critics who just have a major hard-on for the old, original Motley Crue sound. And, you know, I want people to know, you know, if you watch some of those YouTubes of uh, John Karabi, Performing Motley Crue songs, including when he was in the band. I mean, my personal opinion is: I think he does a really good job, a really good job for somebody who those aren't his songs. I think he does an amazing job. He's got a real uh, bluesy, soulful, but heavy. You know, he he can get real. um, He can get high. He can get higher than uh, right now. I know he can than Vince. And so that's the problem with Vince is that he's you know he's he's out of pitch, he's not he doesn't have the range that he used to have, and he's just not able to hit those glass shattering notes that he used to be able to you know to, to do. And so he's he's real real shaky, uh, and he I don't know if he needs to hire a, a a vocal coach, and stop playing shows for a few months before they would actually go to do this next summer if it really is going to happen, <laughs> you know, um, and just, dude, just continue whatever you're doing. He's made this announcement. Vince Neal's made this announcement that he's got some uh, fat burning, revolutionary fat burning uh, deal he's doing. And so that's, that's kind of the story that's been hitting, uh, hitting out there on the, on the, uh, the internet. People have been Reading about the revolutionary treatment that he's supposed to be doing that's going to build muscle and reduce the fat uh, by using both radio frequency and high intensity electromagnetic energies. So we'll see. You know, the bottom line is that Nikki Six is apparently not happy. He's not happy with what he's seeing live with Vince. He's not happy, you know what he's reading, I'm sure, about Vince from the press, because this is you know, that's this is Nikki Six's baby. He's always been like this. He's quite obsessed with what we've got to say. Trust me on this. And don't don't think any different. <laughs> he may want you to think differently, but trust me. No 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 no. He's paying attention. And you know, he's a businessman. And they're still young in terms of they're not as old as the Rolling Stones for crying out loud. Rest in peace, Mr. Watts. But they, you know, they've got to they've got to realize that they're going to, you know, forget me. Forget me and what I've got to say. Forget what the forget what the uh the critics as y'all are out there you know want to lynch them forget what the critics are saying what's going to happen when Vince Neil who's had nearly what 3 years to get in shape for this tour and next summer in 2022 you know totally blows it bad In front of y'all, in front of tens of thousands of fans at each show. You are telling me that fans aren't gonna lose their shit in not a positive way. People who've spent a fortune for these tickets and have been waiting forever and have been cooped up in their homes. (laughs) They're gonna be pissed. And there's gonna I've seen it at concerts before with Ozzy and different people who you know, it's, your heart breaks to see it, but you know, people just fans start leaving the shows, fans start throwing things on the stage, fans start having a rebellious nature at, at these events. I've been going to concerts for a long, long time the Oz Fest, and there, I've seen the craziest things at these shows, craziest things happen, and, and I'm sure many of you have as well. So Motley Crue cannot just go on their past and expect the fact that they are legends of heavy metal, glam metal, from the Hollywood scene. They're definitely legends, and they definitely sold a shitload of albums. But at the end of the day, Motley Crue's going to get up on that stage with their original vocalist, if, if all goes as planned, right, John Karabi's going to be standing off or be in the crowd wherever he's going to be, or he's going to be at home watching. He's not going to be anywhere near it. This is what the fans want. They want the original Motley Crew. Well, what are you going to do when Vince Neil gets out there and is literally sounds like a wounded buffalo? Water buffalo, I should say. (laughs) What are you going to do if if he sounds like something that's so bad that your worst nightmares could never fathom what comes out of his mouth when he sings live for you in 2022? That it's so horrendous, it's so bad, it's so fingernails against the, the, the chalkboard bad. That it completely decimates and destroys Motley Crue's incredible music legacy. Which, Listen, when you go out there and do something like this, and I'm sure the Rolling Stones, do you think the Rolling Stones, do you think with what I know about Mick Jagger and how difficult and tough he is and how serious he is about his music, uh, they would never go out and they these guys are in their 70s they would never go out and perform without being at their top. you know being being at their best. I've watched a lot of different Rolling Stones uh, concerts and checked checked them out over the years and looked at some of the different YouTube uh, videos and you know I'll give it to them just like I was telling somebody online you know they're talking smack about Axel. And I told him, you know what, man? I I went, I saw uh, Guns N' Roses from a couple weeks ago live on YouTube. And it blew my mind. I, I, I'd i be the last guy to say I want to give any props to, to Axl Rose. He's not my favorite person in the world. But I'll tell you what, for a guy that's, that's his age and that band having not been together with that lineup for a lot of years and for them to come back, and for them to be jamming as good as they are, it's awesome. It's badass. And I commend Axel Rose. He's not in his top form. He's not what he used to be back, back in the day. Just like Vince isn't. But at least Axel can still hit high notes. And, and not sound like you know someone's kicking him in the balls while he's trying to do it. So I'll give it to Axel. He's not what he used to be, but he still kicks ass. And those songs still work, the way that they're performing them. And so that's all that we need from Vince, the original vocalist of Motley Crue. That everyone is demanding be the only one on the stage. There's a lot of ideas being kicked around. The fans have been kicking these ideas around. I've seen uh, different people talking about it. I've been hearing some things that they're, you know, the possibility of bringing Karabi out to sing a song or two, which would be magical, is a definite, it's a possibility. So people who say, no, John Karabi, no, John, listen. John Karabi still kicks ass. And John Karabi, uh, he's got his brand new single that's been released. Uh, you'll find that at the Melden.com site. It's called Beautiful. You can check that out. It's uh, really a kick-ass song. Shows you how good he, st- he still is and how wonderful he sounds as a singer. Uh, and, and he's a guitarist as well. Can't forget that. But I just say, you know, I think that people need to realize that anything can happen at this point. This is Nikki Sixx's band. It's not your band. So while he understands that everybody wants to see the original vocalist with Motley Crue, Vince Neil, if Vince Neil is not able to perform these songs the way they need to be performed, and sang and as a businessman because you know they're still a young band in terms of they're not rolling stones old they could still they who knows they could do another album they could he could he could have something in store for the fans that you guys have no idea whether it's with vince or john krabby So that's the possibilities there. You know, you've got to look at it. It's just like when you've got a baseball team and you've got a lineup and you've got guys sitting on the bench. Well, John Karabi's sitting on the bench right now. You're not going to hear much from John. He's not the kind of guy that's going to sit there and say anything about this. But I will tell you, I interviewed John Karabi at the Metal Den site years ago. And it was a big-time honor and a big treat for me. And the wonderful thing about him, I asked him, are you going to ever plan on retiring from music? He says, "Absolutely fucking not. So anything can happen. If Nikki Six wants to bring Motley Crue back with John Karabi, that's his decision to make, not yours. Vince Neil is a legend. Nobody has taken that away from Vince Neil. But Vince Neil right now has become the biggest joke in heavy metal. He's done it to himself time and time again with his drunk antics. This, you know, uh, and I play it here in the show in the podcast. Him rambling on to the fan and wishing him a happy birthday. And he's so drunk he can barely, he's totally belligerent. You can't even understand what he's saying. It's these moments... You know, and attacking the woman and, and, and with Nicolas Cage, he was out and he attacked a woman, a fan that was trying to come up to Nicolas Cage and and grabbed her by the hair and he's in trouble for that. and You know, or this story I just put up uh, the, other, the other day at TheMetalDen.com about Vince uh, getting kicked in his belly by the parking uh, valet guy at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. <laughs> Be real. Told about that on his uh, Dr. Uh, Green Thumb podcast here just a couple months ago i found that clip and so i shared it and it's a really funny story but vince is coming out of the rainbow bar and grill drunk and he's notorious for getting into fights because with the parking attendants because they won't give him give him his his keys because he's so drunk but this one story he actually he has vince walks out with a pizza and the attendant says, "I'm not giving you your keys." And Vince swings the pizza box and hits the guy with it. The, the parking belly, dude, and he and he kicked Vince in his belly. So I mean, again, these stories just keep. It's the avalanche of comedy gold that is just keeps dropping on my uh, right onto my my news desk here at the Metal Den, and that's what I do. Is I report the news. I've been doing it for damn near 17 years. I've been running the Metal Den. I I want. critics, I want the fans to always be heard. I want their voices to be heard. These guys get paid a lot of money, a lot of money to do this. So if you're going to do it, you better do it well and at least do a respectable job at it. Just like if anybody was getting, we're talking about Labor Day, right? Well, you know, everyone has to work for a living for the most part. You know, work work a nine to five job, work a hard job, work a graveyard shift job. And You're expected to perform at a certain level. Am I right? And if you don't perform at that level, what happens to you? Do they pat you on the back and say keep going you're doing so wonderful No, they don't they say you're fired So that's where we're at with Vince Neal Motley Crue at this point Vince Neal is in such a a shambles of where he was even just five six years ago ten years ago that he's literally got to as he's saying right now and he's gonna do whatever it takes you know you just had this episode a few months ago where you know at the end of the performance he walks off halfway through the song uh, girls 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 cuz he says that his fucking voice is gone What do you think is going to happen if that happens at any of the stadium tour show, any of those gigs that he that he that he pulls those kinds of antics? It, it could turn into a riot. So it's it's not as easily you know just oh we're going to accept Vince for however he is. Well, that's fine and dandy. And if he wants to continue on this this downward trajectory in terms of his vocal performance. Forget about his weight. I don't care if they had to roll him onto the stage at this point. Can he sing the songs? Word for word. Note for note. Sing it in, in the pitch it's supposed to be sang in. And sing the words correctly. And not just expect the, the crowd to sing the songs and put the microphone at the crowd and expect them to sing all the the verses. And chorus. Come on. He's the one getting paid to sing. So that's all that we're talking about here is is Vince Neal going to be ready for those shows next summer? I think that's what Nikki Six is concerned about. I'm sure the manager of Motley Crue is concerned about that. I'm sure Mick. I'm sure Tommy. I'm sure Vince himself is is freaking out. That's why he's subjecting himself to this, really, this drastic revolutionary treatment to try to lose the fat, to gain some muscle, build some muscle back up so he looks more like his old self when he puts on those old uh, outfits, you know, different types of uh, glam metal clothing that he was known for wearing. Well, he can't wear that stuff right now. He'd look like a bloated Elvis, man. Getting ready to float outside of the freaking arena. So Vince knows where things are at. Nikki Six knows where things are at. Tommy Lee knows where things are at. And so does Mick. They're not idiots. They've been doing this for a long time. But, again, I will say this. John Karabi is sitting on the bench. And John Karabi can sing just as well as he was singing back in the day and i know he wants it i know he would love to sing for the fans again and if there is some kind of situation where vince does continue to go downward spiral with with his uh his health which ladies and gentlemen i don't know what planet you all live on but you cannot be overweight and obese at his age in the late 50 to 60 age range, that's the worst, worst time to be having the weight issues. And the worst place to have your weight is your belly. And for vocals, I can tell you this from the research I've done: yes, it's an issue. It is an issue if you're not used to having that weight on you, it will cause you to get fatigued and that will impair your vocal performance if you don't have the power like John Karabi has then you're not going to be able to wow the crowd with your singing all those different classic crew songs for damn near two hours however long they're going to play Oh, at this point, they'd be lucky to get Vince to go for an hour. And do you think that's going to make fans happy after not having seen the band for so long and maybe the last time you ever get to see them? No, you're going to be pissed off. So they're going to have to come to some kind of... uh, uh, They're going to have to figure it out, man. Because if if they don't think that Vince is, is strong enough to do the whole show himself, then they will bring in John Karabi. And Nikki Six is the leader of the band. And he's a businessman. And he might have other things in store for fans with Motley Crue. They had a huge resurgence with their dirt movie. You know, they haven't released an album in whatever it is. It's been a decade, wherever, how long however long now. The Saints of Los Angeles. Who knows what he's got planned? You know, yes, he's doing his 6 a.m. But who knows what he's got planned, and what he has in store for us with Motley Crue. So I, all I can say is, is that you just we're going to see what ha- continues to happen with Vince Neal and these live performances. Hopefully he starts to get better, hopefully he starts to, to get in a little better shape, and starts, like he's saying, to lose some of this this uh, excess fat, and, and to get some muscle going again in his arms. You know, reduce the belly size so he's, a, he's it's not as hard for him to move around the stage. I mean, isn't this all the stuff that you all want to see? I mean, sure. I mean, I would think that's what you want to see. That's what I would want to see is Vince looking and feeling good. So that's all that we're talking about here. And hopefully Vince, now that he's really seeing, you know, for, for what things are and what the fans expect of him, you know, I'll be the first dude to congratulate him. Though, If those shows kick ass I'll be the first dude to stand up and applaud Vince Neil and I'm not here to tear anybody down. I'm not here to judge anybody I don't care what Vince Neil looks like all I can tell you is if he can't get through this concert and he pulls one of these My voice is gone (laughs) It's not gonna be as easy as it was doing that at a solo concert. I'm gonna tell you that right now all right, so a couple more things and we'll get rocking with some music uh, Marilyn Manson has pled not guilty to charges of assault in New Hampshire. Powerman 5000 has postponed their fall tour because of COVID. White has announced a new drummer. You've got all sorts of other stories at melden.com to check out. Of course, my new uh, bombshell, a Titanic bombshell report, is out at randyrockatcody.com, and that. Is my theory on the uh, Legendary sinking of the Titanic ship and how I believe it was a ritual sacrifice on the ocean. I was just on FM rock radio here and That was you know on the uh, Was it the second? On Thursday uh, WQEE 99.1 rise and shine radio show with Ryan O'Neill and we discussed you know what I believe, and how I how I believe this uh, ritual sacrifice of all these people that were aboard the Titanic happened, uh, why it happened, and just a really interesting story involving uh, a journalist who is actually aboard the Titanic, and, and and died on it, who was uh, famous for exposing uh, child sex slavery in England back in the late um, 1800s, early 1900s. So, real fascinating story. I've got a clip for you uh, here in the podcast from the my radio appearance. It's just a short uh, clip, maybe 15 minutes or so. But I want wanted you to hear it. You'll be able to uh, to, to check that out the com as well. So uh, other than that, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been showing shown my uh, my website support, the com and randyrocketcody.com. I've got a whole lot of other things that are gonna be happening. We'll be posting more updates on Vince Neil as he performs these solo shows and uh, hopefully starts to start making some adjustments. Um, And, you know, I'll be reporting on that stuff. That's what I do. You know, besides the interviews and the CD reviews and um, all the different things, uh, parody articles, satire that, you know, that's posted at the Melden site, you know, got the new uh, story about that was a parody article that's been getting a lot of attention about Vince Neil uh, being accused of uh, Cannibalism at his solo concerts So just having fun with it. Hopefully everybody can can see that not everything has to be taken so seriously now That's what I try to do with the metalden.com site. It's just It doesn't have to be that that intense all the time we can have a laugh it's it's not going to be the end of the world if somebody makes fun of somebody and sometimes hey we all need you know I grew up with brothers I was I was the middle middle child of six kids and I had three other brothers and we were all brutal to each other and I was the only redhead out of all the kids in my family so if anybody knows what it's like to take abuse trust me it's me but I will say this if Vince Neal can truly do what he's working on doing and make those adjustments and get back in shape for the fans. The real shape that he needs to be in to sing those songs properly and like how we know he can, then he's going to have really won my respect in a big way. And I think with a lot of people out there, I think there's a lot of fans out there who are concerned to want to see events do good and and, and, it, and it hurts you to see events this way, not not at his best. And so uh, while there's... Talk out there that he's suffering from a manic depression or some type of uh, having some mental illness issues, maybe with uh, with depression, um, and that's what leads to his overeating, the binge eating and drinking. Whatever's happening with him, you know he's gonna he's gonna have to address those things as he makes this uh, as he makes this happen over the next year and really starts to march towards this big comeback. Because listen, this this is this is snowballing. This is going to be bigger than than any of us can understand next time uh, or next year at this uh, At at summertime uh, Next year. I mean it's going to be a lot of people. There's gonna be a lot of Anticipation and a lot of people that have paid for these tickets that are going to be at those shows Expecting Vince to throw it down with Motley Crue So however it works out and I'll keep you all updated whatever I hear uh, through through the uh you know the, the 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 rumorville if you will which is just seems like there's rumors coming out all the time and I can tell you that I have confirmed these things that are going on in, in Motley Cruz camp and it's pretty serious for Vince so if, if he can't get it together here you know by by the end of the year and and continues his his uh, his downward trajectory don't be surprised if Vince if Vince, uh, Vince it's shown the door again and however you want to look at it whether it's because of the weight or or, or, or he, because he wasn't singing good you know how he wasn't around to get around the stage as well however you want to look at it, or he, just a flat-out embarrassment however it's going to work out we're going to see where those those chips fall like the manager for motley crew said let's see where it's at when vince gets up on the stage so and if and if they decide, you know what, we'll have John come out and play some songs too, because that's gonna help take a little bit of the stress off of events. I think it would be brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I think it'd be a kick-ass concert. All right, well, uh, let's get rocking with some music.
0: Yeah.
1: Hit, hit
2: take a hit off of the, a, a joint being passed? Or
1: like that. Well, yeah, yeah, from a police officer. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a story before we go on there. We're about to go on. Right. Uh, my brother and I and mom and, and sister and everyone, went to the kids' concert when kids put their makeup first back on back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And we had this couple sitting right next to us. Man, as soon as the lights went down, man, all you smelled was marijuana. And I smelled it right next. Man Turned to me, this guy that was standing next to us, he and his wife, his wife was telling us, I'm a police, he's a police officer in North Carolina, he's a state trooper, da-da-da-da-da, and I was sitting there, oh, okay, because I knew my brother smoked it, and I was thinking, oh my God, my brother's not going to be able to smoke it, because he's not going to, you know, that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, gotcha. And no, I'm looking around, going, "There's a cop next to us," and then I turn next to me, the cop
0: smoking it, him and his wife, and are smoking it with my brother. <laughs> so I'm like,
1: I'm like,
2: "All right, dude." Well, that's how it me. is. I, I mean, that's how it is. I was, I had the same similar thing. At my buddy took me to a Radiohead concert. He had an extra ticket last minute. He's all, "You want to go with me?" I'm like, "Why not?" You know. So he went to Hollywood Bowl. And, uh, and we were, he had a joint with him and we were smoking and this really hot chick sitting, uh, she was behind us, sitting with her husband. She leaned forward, she's all, could I have a hit? <laughs> so we're all sure, you know, it's about bad so times just saying, you know, at concerts, you're a lot more apt to hang out with a stranger you've never met before and, you know, that sort of thing. I'm saying, I think that's why they're going to get,
1: they're going to be the first ones to shut it down, I mean, with all the stuff that happened with and then my buddies and blackberry smoke had to be out for a week and so i mean i think it's going to come i mean the doobie brothers are shutting down all the old guys are shutting down all the old guys are shutting down um i think some of the metal bands are going to keep playing because they got to make money
2: well yeah you got that that uh that rail club um had just i just put up a story about the rail club uh live here in fort worth and they were he was having an issue he needed twelve thousand dollars to uh to raise to keep the uh the, the city comptroller off his back um he's been he's been kind of going applying the middle finger against the the whole the whole uh uh situation with all along with being closed down and being told what to do and uh right. so he kept he kept open and so, uh, but th- they were saying that that somebody uh, uh, were, was hitting off of beers when they weren't supposed to, because he's not supposed to be selling no no beer during during the during the thing. And so uh, they're trying to, the city's trying to nail him, uh, trying to nail him on that. So, but he did raise the twelve thousand. I'm I'm happy to say um, we got got the word out about it, and some people showed up. He had a car wash thing. Okay. He, he raised the money. We're
1: getting ready to go off, so hold on, brother. All right. Welcome back into the Rhino Radio Penitentiary. Guys, you are in lockdown mode right now. And we've got a lot in store for you 28,000 plus of you listening on the World Wide Web and shouting it and out loud. Shout it, shout it out loud. We're on the French radio network in Hawaii, Earth Rock Radio in the Navajo Nation in New Mexico, as well as JC Sports in East Alabama, West Georgia. And it's the home of the Walking Dead. Our home location here at 99.1 FM, the key WQ. Yes, this morning is the metal den, and it he was, he was created by this legendary rock journalist who is the most dangerous journalist in the business, too. Created that on Mindspace back in 2005, Watch the official .com for TMD, uh, and also he has appeared as a staff writer for MetalUnderground.com back in 2006. Please welcome the gentleman that we've been speaking with. <clears throat> for a, about a year, almost two years now, talking about on True Crime Thursday, we spoke with him about our very first case, the Zodiac Killer. From that to Jack the Ripper to all the legendary deaths of famous rock singers, and this morning we're going to talk about the Titanic bombshell. Please welcome Randy the Rocket. Cody's with us this morning. What's up, Randy?
2: Hey, how's it going, buddy?
1: I am good. Glad to have you with us on this. True Crime Thursday edition. We're getting excited uh, about talking about the Titanic tragedy part two. I shared your link into my feed. People are going to be able to read it. We'll talk about where you can go to see that later on and some of the things, the Titanic bombshell. Before we dive into that, uh, I do want to talk a little bit before we dive into that. I know that you as a music journalist right now with the pandemic, had shut us down for almost a year last year during the fall, and really it started in March, March 17th, It shut us down all summer long. We just started getting concerts back maybe a couple of months ago, maybe a month and a half ago. And I know that you you have to you have to review a lot of great bands and everything and pe- people that are on the road, but I just heard recently, uh, Doobie Brothers are going to shut down because Michael McDonald has. COVID-19 a few weeks ago. Good thing they're back this weekend. Jonathan Davis from Corn uh, tested positive for for COVID-19. A a buddy of mine, Paul Jackson from Blackberry Smoke. Uh, And of course, it took weeks off for some of these people, and they're having to reschedule these shows. What do you think, as we go into the fall season, about, as an expert in this in the in the in the music business, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to continue to have shows? What do you think is going to happen as the COVID nineteen is tested positive even amongst the, uh, the more
2: uh, older rockers? Well, uh, and, sure. That's a great that's a great question. Um, you know, you you missed uh, Paul Stanley, by the way. Um
1: uh, and Gene Simmons just recently, brother. I just noticed they just said he just tested positive.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they had to, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, it's, you know, as I said before, if you remember, I, I said that I believed that this was going to go, uh, into 2022. Right, yeah. And that's what it's looking like. So, you know, we do have still the Motley Crew, um, Def Leppard Stadium Tour that's, that's been postponed twice now and pushed back all the way to the summer of 2022. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, it's still getting a lot of, uh, you know, it's still getting a lot of attention in terms of people wondering if, the, if, it, if that's even going to happen then. Because, um, you know, the, the trend is right now that everyone's tending to, to, to just do what's, what's the safest. Um, right. In terms of, uh, you know, the fact that we do have this, uh, this variant going on, uh, Delta variant, uh, we've got a lot of people dying a lot of people dying. I can tell you that two people, two friends of my wife, um, here in the past week passed away. And oh my God! Yeah, oh, and they were in their late forties. So, um, yeah, yeah, one, one, one was um, uh, my my wife's uh, aunt. Her um, a friend of hers that she's very close with. She literally found uh, they found him uh, dead because they they you know they they hang out. He are allowed to go in and out of their houses and whatnot but they found him dead in his home. And so he was kind of like a guy he'd help her uh, with errands and whatnot and stuff. And he'd been complaining, not feeling well and whatnot. And uh, the next thing you know, he was dead. So, oh uh, and it was COVID. So um, that's that's uh, pretty scary, you know, because he wasn't that old. And so... Uh, yeah, I know. I mean,
1: and I'm knowing a lot of people myself personally, uh, friends, family and everything. I, I can tell you, I know 10 people right now And this is not making it up. I know ten people right now, including one gentleman who had cancer, who was going to end up. He was past. He's on the process of passing away. Anyway, he said in the next six months, and this is six months later. He's in a coma right now, and part of it has to do with COVID nineteen. This is it's getting dangerous, and this is why there. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Hey, I don't want to take my back card to go see Judas Priest." If you go to see Judas Priest. They're requiring you to have your VAX card with you. Uh, if you go to, you know, so many concerts are going to try to go this year, that's what they're doing. I've been reading up a lot on this. And um, just like you said with Motley Crue, Nicky Six, he said last year in 2020 that they were going to put off this tour all the way to 2022 anyway. It's almost like Nicky Six knew something in advance. And I'm not saying he knew something. I'm just saying that he, he felt something. Mm-hmm. And he was looking out best for his band and his and, and his fans. And man, like I said, I've been seeing a lot of this happen. And
2: some some shows are just being canceled. It's um, it's it, it's, it think, is uh, yeah. It's a di- it's a different in every state. Okay, it's, it's different
1: like that. Somebody somebody in that punk rock era canceled recently. Uh-huh.
2: Well, yeah. you know the the shows that my wife's been seeing shows. Uh, I like I told you before. I'm I don't I'm not going out to shows. Yeah, at, at all right now. Um, everything that I'm doing is 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 done. You know, yeah. When I you know when, uh, over the years I've been doing this near 17 years now. You know, and and when I was first doing this out of Los Angeles, I was going to the Sunset Strip literally almost every day, reviewing shows, meeting with bands, interviewing bands in the green room at the the Key Club or whatnot or. You know getting paid at the at the in in the in the, the, the box office hey, Alan, man, Alan. yeah right you know um, yeah actually I could tell you a story about that I, I missed out on that one I had an opportunity through a band I was roading with uh, and I could have hung out with Eddie in the band on uh, a secret show they were doing at the palladium and my buddy who was a real who was a guitar player for the band I was roading for I, I let him go in my place and I'm kicking myself now for that one man. All right. Yeah, because you know, then they told they came they're all coming back afterwards telling me oh we're just hanging out with Eddie at the bar and he was so cool and I was like oh man but I let him this guy because he was like a real serious Eddie fan and I'm a bass player so and singer so I just I let him have it but basically yeah with 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 that said um, um, you know it's just I really think that in terms of with what what you see going on that it, it's it's going to keep going on. Uh, until right. until they can get um, what they feel is that number that threshold they need to reach for vaccinations in the country.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely see that as well. So, and but, I, uh, I think I that I'm, that I'm,
2: they, they could force another lockdown um, based based here, based off of right. that. Based off of Talking that. So it. that's what the people need to be aware of. Is that that's what from yeah. my standpoint and other experts on on this looking into it um uh that that's what's what it's looking like there so there's a number there's a threshold that fauci uh these these people who are running running the deal on it here in the us uh how they how they're gonna how they're gonna make their moves on it now we gotta remember the europeans you know and they put uh, another travel ban right yeah
1: so, they did okay We're not so
2: getting- right so, I mean, this is still, we're still, we're not out of the woods on this, and so people need to realize we that. I didn't
1: think we are going to be out of the woods as quick as we were. Now, let's get into something else uh, this morning, which is our topic of the day, which is the Titanic bombshell. We have talked about Titanic before in the past and everything, Randy, so let's, let's get back into it. You have laid out evidence that supports your theory that the Titanic was sabotaging. We've talked about it before on this show has been set on fire before their voyage began, which you said weakened them. And once it hit that patch of ice, it ripped all the way through the hole. Um, with that being said and done, uh, what other evidence did you find that supports your theory of this actually being used as a satanic thing to sacrifice?
2: Okay, well, um, you know, we've talked about, yeah, we, that, what we need to and anybody listening needs to understand when you and when you read this report this is part one it's a titanic bombshell pedophiles and wt steed and you can find that at randyrocketcody.com just went up today and it's all over the being read all over the world um it it, it's it has to be it's fundamental when you're looking in a situation like this which we're talking about a story that's almost 110 years old um and 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 has really uh, there's been kid gloves as far as handling the investigation uh, into these other uh, matters of what what looks to be foul play and so there this is really uh, I'm really one of the, the pretty much the biggest journalists to come forward and uh, and now to start looking at some of this stuff this evidence and um, and say well what are we really dealing with here and so yeah I think that uh, the fact that that we do now have multiple multiple witness testimony uh in terms of um that there was some kind of a bomb explosion something a noise that was made whether it was uh as they're saying an impact with an iceberg there was a noise that was audibly heard okay coming from that area the whole area where they also said was where they struck the iceberg now i also have i also have expert testimony that on the other side of it says that it would be absolutely impossible for a, a, a vessel that size to strike an iceberg that size, okay, the size of a building, literally a small building, and and not just completely be decimated. Okay, it took two hours for it to go down in terms of once, once there was a, uh, you know, the catastrophe was alerted. And, and that that noise was heard. So what uh, what what's being said is that there was some sort of some sort of fire had been set below deck and was raging near the hull. And um, whether or not, and that's what you know, my investigating is is looking into is what what would have been used to do that. I, my strongest candidate is is thermite. We've talked about that. That's also been discussed in the in the, the Twin Towers going down at 9 11, which oddly enough that'll be coming up here very shortly. Nine more days, the anniversary, 20 20 year anniversary. Um, so, uh, but yeah, certainly, certainly, what uh, what we have to look at is that <laughs> is that with the the patch ice that was in the ocean at that time, and now this guy's supposed to be the captain Smith is supposed to be the the best at his job. And this guy's traveling recklessly at high speed towards the patch ice when there's a fire below deck that he doesn't alert anybody about, none of the passengers. So that's that's the first ticket right there in terms of okay, that's the thing that for me I was like, I'm grabbing on to this. This is we've got to look at this this captain and 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 what we as I talked about before. The possibility that he was a Freemason, and that he was under uh, he was under oath, just like a mafioso member would be when they get made straightened out, as they call it. Um, you, you know, you take an oath, and if you break that oath, you know that's that's punishable by by death and and nothing else. And so, um, the captain, I believe, uh, along with his behavior, that he that he was showing, which was pretty much not, not caring really about the situation, the fact that. You know, they didn't have enough lifeboats and uh, to begin with. So that was the major first uh, thing in terms of safety uh, error. And then you just look at the time when it took place, which was specific to what I believe is the ritual killing of all of these people. And that has been um, uh, frozen in time for us with stopwatches that were found. To have, um there's a couple different ones and I've shown pictures in the in the article uh between 2:28 and 2:36 in the morning is when these watches went into the water uh truly really horrifying uh this is probably the scariest definitely the scariest report that I've written on the Titanic just the terror of 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 these people uh, being faced with the the pitch black of that ocean um you know and nothing nothing more to, to save them but you know just it was going to be them in that water here shortly and so once they went into the water and stopped the the, the clocks we have official time in around 2 30 um when when it goes down into the water and as i've told you before that is in in the occult world um that is the witching hour and that's typically between 12 and 3 in the morning but the most potent time is is two and three and so uh, that's very important to satanic rituals. I've talked about before. It is when the veil between us and the netherworld is uh, is at its thinnest. And so that's done for witches whenever they're doing spell casting, uh, summonings, um, any of those types of things, or, or, or putting any types of curses. Uh, these types of things, it's done that way. Um, and, and people have to understand that it's very serious to these satanists and. That's what we're looking at when you talk about a Freemason. Um, people have to understand that, and I've, I've detailed in the report, that there's different groups that are involved in human trafficking. And that's that's what this guy, W.T. Steed, who was aboard the Titanic, the man who I've, I've written the article about, um, who was a famous newspaper man from, from England. And he had written for the Mall Gazette uh, years earlier um, a scathing four-part report about... Uh, child sex slavery and um, and among the elite and And he he really he really got into it with with uh, with everyone. He was pretty much a maverick You know, I mean he was just kind of a guy that just took everybody on himself apparently um, with the way that he was He was reporting nobody had ever done it like that before really just you know getting that information out about what he thought was going on and uh, and it was it was literally just as I said, it was kids, girls and uh, being uh, even by their mothers uh, sold into um, sex slavery and uh, put out like, these brothels in England. And they could have been as young as 13. And, um, you know, and so he, he had written with different um, headlines like I order five virgins strapping girls down. Why the cries of the victims are not heard. These are really bold, sensational headlines that he was in in 1885.
1: Yeah, especially in that day and time, definitely. So, yeah. Well, Randy, we're going to take a short break and come back and continue talking about uh, Titanic tragedy, the Titanic bombshell, and where you can read it, ladies and gentlemen. Back here in just a few moments on the on Radio Penitentiary, you're inside, inmates in the lockdown, as we continue talking about the Titanic bombshell. This morning, with Randy the Rocky Cody. Tomorrow morning's fake news Friday, we'll have more of the best. <laughs>